Hello and welcome to episode 103 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon. I'm your host as always. And with me once again, back, back from the hospital, back from everything, Brandon Stevens. Brandon, say hello to the people. Jay, what's up, man? Uh, you know, I just want to say first, <clears throat> shout out to uh, Ricardo, man, for holding it down. I've listened to the whole episode and uh, I feel like we didn't even miss a beat, man. He uh, offers a great insight to this podcast and I think it would be cool to have him on here again, man. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good, man. He uh, the funniest part was when I was like, oh yeah, I was like, appreciate you guys coming into the hospital. Times like, well, the cafeteria. Oh, that's it, man. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, dude, he is so right. That shit, the oh my god, the the cafeteria at Good Sam's was lit, man. Yeah, it was. I, yeah, it was so good. Um, uh, I used to eat the salad bar there all the time, <laughs> all the time. You got the salad bar. I like it. Um. Yeah, but, no, man. It so good. it was a good episode. Uh, uh, Ricardo, uh, you're natural on the mic. He is, man. He's so funny. Like, yeah. I was wondering if you, you know, I mean, he's so like quick witted all the time. Anyway, when you're just having a conversation with him, so I was, I was True. curious as to, you know, sometimes people choke up when the nah, when they're behind the mics, but he didn't. He don't. Uh, he don't have to worry about that. He's got the gift of gab. So yeah, he's good, um, man. But He's good with it. It, yeah, it was cool to have um, somebody else fill in for me. Uh, wasn't there was no jealousy? Don't worry, Ricardo. If you're here, if you hear this, <laughs> not. No, I, I appreciate you stepping in, but I, uh, yeah, man, my my son <clears throat> had a uh, he uh, ruptured his appendix, and Ruptured, so yeah. it was uh, it was he had fully ruptured it, and it had happened some time before that, like around nine days before we actually went to the emergency room we had seen a doctor but they didn't really just the way he was acting but we just knew something wasn't right because he wasn't turning a corner and sure enough man take him to the emergency room i think he might have appendicitis go in there and the whole thing's just blown up and there's abscess and it's infected and it just ended up being a whole ordeal man, um, man. that lasted just well <laughs> way too long and uh, so but he's good, were, man. You guys were in there like ten or eleven days, right? In it was the from the second till yesterday, so eleven days. Yeah, it was a long ass time, man, to be in there. And shoot, they were thinking he might not get out to, till today, even. So I'm just really grateful, man. That for so, one, man, that it wasn't worse. Oh, it could have been really bad, if, man. If, That's dangerous. If you have a bacteria in your stomach eating away that long, some serious stuff can go wrong. Your yeah. body. Um, kids are resilient man and overall he's a really healthy kid so i think that's part of it right. if it had been maybe a kid that had uh an immune system that wasn't 100 percent right or something then shoot it could have been way worse dude Dang, so man. i'm yeah, just thankful for that kid must be strong man to yeah, be it, was, able to it was tough man have a ruptured, yeah, i ruptured mean they had tubes they had like three or four tubes coming out of them at, at one point just Ugh. All for a little appendix, man, that we don't even need, apparently. I know. No doubt, man. No doubt. Well, uh, you know, what's, like, the long-term? Like, is it going to take him a while for recovery and stuff? Or they said he can pretty much do anything now? That No, nah, I think um, once the, you know, the infection goes away and his stomach on, starts. Yeah, they, they got him got, on antibiotics and stuff. Well, that was part of it, you know. Like, they had to give him his antibiotics, but he couldn't eat or drink. He wasn't really holding stuff down. Uh, so they have to keep it in the IV 
you can't leave the hospital with an IV in. So until he could hold down an antibiotic um, orally, then they weren't going to let him go. And so that was kind of the big thing yesterday. We're going to see how that happens. But, yeah, I mean, you got to finish out your 14-day dose of antibiotics. Apparently they, they have a lot of studies on this. So they know like the time frames, like usually like around 10 to 14 days, you need to have antibiotics for this specific. So he has to go another three or four days yep. or something. <clears throat> so we got those. And then um, other than that, man, it's just getting, I mean, he lost like 12 pounds. So getting Jeez. your strength back, He's you already starting skinny. to get your, um, your uh, appetite back, those types of things. That's good. So he's eating and everything, man? Yeah, a little bit, man. He's eating a lot more every day, and we uh, he's walking around more each day and just starting to look normal again. Yeah. After so, basically four weeks of having appendicitis. Oh, man. Since, Poor kid. Since around um, June, like June 20th. When did they say you can get back to, like, playing sports and stuff? Like two weeks. Another couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, another couple weeks. They, they said basically... And you're not supposed to lift over like 10 pounds or something like that. So um, I'm sure he's going to start feeling real good next week. Like basically yeah. just after Need all his wounds. Probiotics, like, yeah. Bro, yeah, right? they got him on the probiotics. Oh, they they absolutely. Good, good. Well, uh, Brandon, I don't really have anything else to talk about. I just wanted to get an update on Ryder because we talked about him a little bit last week on yeah. the show. And I wanted to see how he was doing. Yeah, Ryder, man, he's doing home. it. He's getting back there. No, he's home. Shout out to. Uh, our brother Matt and his new, yeah, congratulations. His new baby, uh, Huxley, Huxley Oliver Dixon. Yeah, we got a new baby in the family. So, uh, you know, good times around. Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot of uh, – I didn't find any articles this week just because it, it's been a week, man. So, Dude, it's been a week, man. Uh, I'm going to be you, honest, yeah, man. For you more than me. Like, I finally, finally just slept, dude. Like, I, I think I slept, like, for the first time over eight hours. And, like – Dude, it's been a while, bro. So, right. Um, yeah, I freaking went to bed at like I think eleven last night and wake up to like eight fifteen. Wow, that's good. Rider, rider, sleeping pretty good. Yeah, riders, man. We're, he's doing good, man. I'm. I think probably like they just expect everything to just go back to normal. Good. I, I think, man. Like I've heard from people who a lot of people have had this, obviously, and maybe some of our listeners have, but like older people. They would say, man, like sometimes back in the day, this could really change your like just overall. Like some people say they never were able to gain weight again. Like they just, but I think medicine has changed quite a bit, man. Damn, you know, bro, like, I need to get my appendix out. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we were playing football. Uh, sorry, not we were playing football. We have football practice and stuff for Ryder's team, and he ain't been out there obviously. But there's a there's a weight limit, right? You can carry the ball, and it's 120. Uh huh. And there's a couple kids that are like that want to carry the ball but can't and they're trying to cut weight and i was like oh we should just have them get a ruptured appendix man they'll cut 12 pounds and like just like that but not healthy man that's not healthy no doubt no doubt well uh yeah man this brandon this week i was able to interview a gentleman named anthony sanchez uh he's better known as wheelchair poppy on instagram uh i think he's and facebook i think he's just uh anthony sanchez which is he said it was a common name to put in fort worth texas if you're looking him up um he's from fort worth representing texas a lot of people we've got a lot of people on from texas man good dudes down there for sure man, i got i got love for texas man i yeah. i think there's just um 
there's a lot of good things happening in Texas overall. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you know. Um, it's also we, one of the biggest states. So there's a lot right. of people there. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. But uh, yeah, we, you know, Anthony's a good dude. We talked about a lot of stuff, man. From, you know, he when he was injured, his his girlfriend or fiance at the time was pregnant with his with his baby, and so I mean, he had to really like step up not long out you know grow up quickly not only dealing with a spinal cord injury but having a having a child on the way as well it's uh, i mean that's i couldn't even imagine so um you know let's hear from anthony he's a great guy uh you know real positive a lot of positive energy coming from him so uh without further ado here we go this week on the live to walk again podcast we're lucky enough to visit with anthony sanchez Anthony is an actor, model, YouTuber, father, and an SCI survivor. Anthony, welcome to the show, man. It's, I'm, I'm so happy to have yeah, you. I appreciate on. you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, brother. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. No worries. So, yeah, man, for anybody, I know you have a huge social media following. That's how I, I connected with you. Um, you okay. know, for anybody that doesn't know your story already, can you tell us what, what happened that, um, you know, how, how you were injured, I guess? Yeah, I'll give you a little breakdown. So back in uh, October 12th, 2014, uh, I was in a motorcycle accident. Uh, I was out with some friends. Uh, my daughter's mother, who was pregnant at the time, she gave me the green light. She was like, hey, go ahead and, you know, go ahead and go with your friends if you want to go with your friends. So I grabbed my helmet and I grabbed my backpack and we took off. We went, it was Sunday. It was Sunday. So, you know, football, you know, around October is football time. So we went to go watch the games. And then on the way back, we made a pit stop at my cousin's house, which uh, my other cousin who was with us, he's getting married. So we made a pit stop there so they can grab a jacket because they were going to keep riding later on that night. Uh, and we were just kind of talking about the bachelor party, like stuff we could do, maybe like get a, some bottles in Vegas or a party, but just a whole bunch of stuff. So we made a stop over there. And, and after we left there, he was taking us through like a shortcut. He said, uh, I had never been down that way. And I actually got stopped. A car actually crossed in front of me. So I got a little further behind from the group and they were way down, the, you know, already down the street. So I was trying to catch up, you know, on the bike, uh, you know, hauling down the, the back road and the street kind of made like an S shape. And uh, it, it wasn't paved where the S shape was at yet. It was because it was a new like subdivision they were building. So I went up on that gravel, man. So I got on the gravel and when I got, when I, you know, got back onto the street, that back tire slipped from under me. I lost control. I hit the curb on the left side, which was already paved. Uh, and it kind of was a blur from there. Um, my cousin that was in front of me that I was following, he said when he had looked back, he had just seen like me in the air, the bike tumbling. It happened so fast. And, and he went back over there. And by the time he got there, I was just like laid out like a snow angel, like hands and legs just on the ground. Bike was way over there. And uh, he said I wasn't breathing or moving or anything. He, he said initially he was like, I thought you were dead. And then, you know, a couple minutes later, you know, you kind of started gasping for air and trying to rip your helmet off. And uh, I don't remember any of that. So went from there, uh, ambulance came. And next thing you know, I was talking to the doctor and he's like, I got some good news and some bad news. And uh, I was like, well, what's the good news? He said, the good news is uh, you don't have any brain injury, no traumatic brain injury, anything like that. So your helmet that you were wearing saved you from any because it was a pretty hard impact saved you from any, you know, initial damage in your brain, but your, but your T4 vertebrae is compressed. The, the bones, it's called a burst fracture. The bones kind of blew into your spinal cord, which has left you paralyzed from the chest down. And I was kind of like, what? And he was like, yeah. And I was, 
I didn't want to, you know, like anyone, I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, he was like, yeah, you're going to have to look at life from a wheelchair. So it was tough, you know, like anyone, you know, who's gone through anything like that, you know, those days of like hearing those words, like you'll never walk again. Uh, it's, you got to really be in the moment to understand how it really feels, you know, hearing it, it sounds bad. So imagine like living it. So uh, him telling me that it was kind of like, wow, like, I didn't want to believe it. I always kept saying like, I'm going to walk again. I'm going to walk again. Uh, and I still do want to one day, you know, if God gives me the ability to move some, you know, move a leg or something, I'll get in the rehab ASAP. But uh, I've kind of just learned to just accept my situation, accept what has happened to me, embrace it. And, and instead of saying, why me, why not me? And now here I am, you know, letting other people who suffer similar situations. Hey, look, man, I'm out here doing it. I'm out here doing things I never thought I would ever do. And I'm doing it from a wheelchair. So life can still be good. Life can still be great. And that's kind of where I'm at as far as like the injury. That's how it happened. And that's kind of where we're at now. And whatever questions, you know, you want to ask or whatever we can, you know, it's kind of bounced around a little bit, but that's kind of a little breakdown. So people who don't finish the video or don't go all the way through, you get to kind of know a little bit about me. And then if you want to continue, you can, my boy can ask me some questions that we can talk about all that good stuff. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, after, I guess, so you kind of woke up at the hospital and the doctor told you this news, but how long you know, you have a pregnant, pregnant girlfriend or pregnant fiance. I don't know if it was your wife or what. Um, we, were in, we were actually engaged. Yeah. It was my fiance. Yeah. Okay. So you, I mean, you got a lot of responsibilities. I mean, you know, I got injured when I was 18. I was still in high school, so I didn't have any, yeah. anything like that that I had to worry about. But, um, right. you know, how, like this doctor tells you this, you still have to go deal with like rehab and all this stuff. Like, um, you know, how long were you in rehab for? Where, 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 where did you go to uh, rehab at? Um, I went to rehab at Baylor, B-I-R. It's like Baylor Inst Institutional Rehabilitation or something like that. I just know it as B-I-R. Uh, I went there. I was there for like two months. So I was, I broke my back October 12th. And then I was in like the actual hospital for like two weeks, two or three weeks. And then uh, they moved me over to the Baylor rehab. And I was there until a uh, little bit before Christmas time. So about two months, you know, around two months I was there. Um, and everything was cool at rehab. It wasn't until I got home where I started to realize like, oh man, this is real. Cause I was around other people in chairs too. So I was like, oh, okay, this ain't too bad. There's other people like me. But then once I got released, it was kind of like, all right, it's just me at home. There ain't no therapist showing you how to do this or helping you and assisting you. You had to kind of figure it all out, you know, by yourself right. at that point. Right. Yeah. I've taught, you know, of all the people I've, I've talked to you on the show. It's a lot of times they, they mentioned, you know, it's like the, you have people that are able-bodied teaching you how to be in a wheelchair, right? How to do different things. Right. And, you know, it's just like, they don't really, like you have to kind of learn from it. It, it almost is easier to learn from other people in wheelchairs. Um, like Sean Fluke, I know he's doing, doing some cool things on with his YouTube channel and teaching people how to do transfers and things like that that yeah. you know, they don't really teach you and, and like and like back in back when i got injured there was only like two or three guys doing like youtube at least that i found right. one guy was a it was like a pair of uh, wheelchair i mean i forgot his name but he but he had been doing it for a while like he was a t3 i'm a t4 so i forgot his his name but he like he was very educational like he showed how to like get in on to cars how to drive you know how to break down your chair how to get dressed from the bed so now there's a lot more YouTube, you know, YouTubers who are in wheelchairs out there, which is great. So there's different varieties. There's a lot of more women and men out there. So 
but yeah definitely man like getting home there was like two two guys that i would watch like their videos and even then it was kind of like still hard because i'm like man because they were more experienced it made it look easy and i'm like man this is hard like it ain't as easy as it looks but as you do it more and more it just becomes second nature and it just gets e- it just becomes easier you know as you go gotcha yeah yeah um so you know you're dealing with uh you have a pregnant girlfriend fiance at home um you know how how long after i guess your accident did did your daughter come around i want to say around like eight months seven eight months after my accident okay um yeah so she she's only known me for being in the chair she don't know you know she don't know no different right right um so you know how was that i mean it was were you guys co-parenting then at that point? Were you still together? No, we no we we were still together at that at that time. We were still together. We split up. We split up like when my daughter was about eight months old. Um, things just started to fall apart. You know, uh, I lost my job. Um, I was paralyzed. Uh, just a lot of a lot of domino effect things just started to happen, uh, and it was tough. But you know, sometimes some people got to get out of your life to help you get to where you need to be. So like for her great woman. I have nothing bad to say about her. She would help me get dressed, help me get ready, help me take a shower. I mean, everything. So it put a lot on her and it also made me very dependent on her. So like when she did, when we did split up and she did leave, I had to figure out how to do things on my own. So I had to figure out how to drive on my own because she would drive everywhere. I'd just get in the passenger seat. I had to break down my chair, figure out how to get in the car on my own. So it was a blessing in disguise. I wish it didn't have to be that way, but it is what it is. And it helped me kind of get to where I'm at today. A lot of that, you know, going through that. So um, all the all the best to her, you know, best wishes to her. She's doing great. So, yeah, but it, it was a tough, at the time it was tough, but it, it wasn't until I realized like, dang, I had to, it had to be this way for, for things to get how I am today. So. Uh, sometimes a couple doors close and you know other opportunities come about so no that's a great uh, that's a great way to look at it man great attitude about that um you know you're you're pretty open uh on your especially on your instagram page about the weight loss journey that you've gone on since since the time of your accident to where you're at now you know how what motivated you i guess to to get after it and start losing all this weight like how did you do it um how long did it take? Like you can take your time answering those. Yeah. Okay. So whenever me and her split up, she started, she moved on. I was with her for like almost 10 years, like nine, 10 years. So that was the woman, you know, like I said, we was engaged. I thought we was going to get married and whatnot. So when she started to move on and cause we have a child together. So, you know, I hear everything going, Oh, well, she's talking to this guy, or, you know, this and that. So here I am at home feeling sorry for myself, like, man, you know, the woman I thought I was going to marry, she's gone. So that kind of gave me, like, once I found out she was kind of moving on, I was like, all right, well, she's moving on. I got to move. I need to move on. Like, why am I sitting here feeling sorry for myself? And at that point, you know, I had put on a lot of weight from being depressed and just eating all the time, sleeping all day, you know, things like that. So Man, I got up in the gym, man. I got up in the gym. I got a hair. I went and got a haircut because my hair was like down to my shoulders. I stopped caring about how, how my my image was, and I was like, man, if she's moving on, I got you know, I got to get back to my A game, who I was before. So, man, I got in the gym and I was in there two times a day. You know, I was at what really was what really hit me though is when I got went to the doctor. My spinal cord checkup is every six months, and I got on. I rolled up on the scale, 
And even like with the chair, I was like 225 or something like that. And I was like, what? There's no way. And she was like, oh, well, 25 pounds in the chair. So I was like almost at 200 pounds somewhere around. And I was like, well, there's no way. Like, cause I've, I've always been in shape, you know, even when I walked, I was like about 165, 170, but you know, average healthy, not out of shape. And, you know, being in the chair, we sitting down. So everything is right here. You know what I mean? Everything is right here. So I had to start buying extra large clothes and I just, I started wearing like sweaters and hoodies all the time because I was insecure. So I, I was like, man, she's moving on. I gotta, I gotta make the best version of me I can do. So I was in the gym, like I said, two times a day, five days a week. And, and it, people started seeing me out and they're like, oh bro, you're looking good. So that was more motivation to keep going. And next thing you know, I started like really noticing like dramatic change in like, dang, like this is crazy. Like these, these shirts I'm fitting are like super baggy on me now. And the pants I was wearing, every time I transfer, they'll start sliding off of me because I was losing so much weight. So it just gave me more motivation, you know, just to continue uh, to keep going, especially when people in our situation were hitting me up like, hey, man, like I've been wanting to lose weight and I, I thought I couldn't do it, but I see you. And if you can do it, like I know I could do it. I said, it's just a lot of it's dedication. You know, everyone wants it to happen so fast, but I've been working out now for five, four, four or five years now, you know, and I'm still not where I want to be. But every day, you know, I get a chance to grow and, and get better. So I tell people it's not going to happen overnight. People are like, I've been doing it for two months and I don't see no changes. I was like, man, I cut out alcohol for like six months. I cut out sodas for six months. I cut out any type of fast food and chips and snacks. I'm talking about completely. When I say I cut it, I'm talking about cut it out. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to have a cheat day. Like, I was really dedicated to it. And, you know, it's what it really takes, you know, especially in our, we can't go hit the Stairmaster. We can't go on the elliptical. You know, it's so much harder for us to burn calories. So you really have to think about what you're, you know, what you're going to put in your body because it's super hard to, to get rid of it. So right. about five, about four or five years on the journey, man, and we're still trying to hit, you know, we're still trying to hit the goal. But like I said, every day we get a chance to get closer to it, closer to it, closer to it. And on the way we can inspire others and, you know, if people not even in the chair, if this guy lost over 60 pounds in a wheelchair, paralyzed, you know, from the chest down, what's my excuse? You know what I mean? So yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of about the, the weight loss thing and how that, how that even started. You know, I'm, I'm curious as uh, since you've been hitting the gym so hard for so long now in a wheelchair, what are your kind of go-to, I guess, calorie burning exercises that people that are in a wheelchair can do? at the gym um so for one the, the easiest one that anyone could do there's a hand bike so uh there's a lot of them they have removable seats so if you tell someone that works at the gym like hey can you remove the seat um they can remove it you could just roll right into it and you just hit the hand bike turn the resistance up you know to a good you know a good hard because where you're not where you're just going real fast you know a good one where you get some good resistance you could do that that's super great uh, and even if you have to transfer, I mean, if you can transfer, then you can, then even better, you can transfer, but uh, that one don't have a seat. So I recommend that one for sure. And then another one that's really good is the ropes, the battle ropes. You know, you get them in, up and down that right there, five minutes of that, bro, you're going to be sweating. You know what I'm saying? You could do, you could do it like that, or you can go left and right. I mean, there's different ways of doing that, but those two are very good cardio based workouts that anyone could do. And then obviously uh, if you don't have any weights or access uh, to a gym, you can always buy like a sauna suit or something that can help you sweat and go up and down your driveway, you know, or, or around the block, you know, physical activity. So those are really good. Those are the things that I did for my cardio, you know, um, 
when I first started working out. Those okay. are those are those are some about probably the three best that I can probably recommend. Nice man, good yeah, no good advice, good advice for sure. Uh, so I wanted to know uh, Anthony about the behind the chair, uh, and I don't know if is that is that the foundation or um, you know what? what um, how, how did that start? The behind the chair. The behind the chair started because so like I I go out all the time. You know I I. I like a regular you know I go out with my friends all the time you know I'm taking my daughter to the movies I'm taking I do we do everything so one day my friend was like man we got and I was like man it's not I was like it ain't behind the scenes bro it's behind the chair you know and he was like man hey that's he's like that's dope bro I said yeah you know what people always see me out and they're always like oh you look good bro or you know you dress nice I said but they never see the process of what it takes to get there so instead of behind the scenes it's behind the chair, right? So that's when I started. I was like, you know what? That'd be good for like a YouTube channel. And then people were like, oh, well, a lot of like salons and barbershops have YouTube channels that are behind the chair, like showing them cutting hair and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, well, we'll just incorporate my name because it's my channel. So behind the chair, instead of putting Anthony Sanchez because it's super long, we just do A Sanchez. So I was like, all right. So I made a channel. And when I first started, I showed like me getting dressed me taking my daughter to get her nails done, just the miscellaneous, me getting in the car, things like that. And then the channel started to grow where my audience wasn't just like uh, disabled based people. It was able-bodied people too. So I wanted to incorporate like a lifestyle and not just make it solely based on wheelchair because people that follow me were like, Hey, I love your channel. Like you should make it more for like universal for people not in wheelchairs too, because it's cool to see how you do it, but some of the videos, like, it really doesn't pertain to me, so it kind of, like, the interest really works. And I love the great feedback on it, because I'm like, okay, that's good. So instead of just saying, all right, guys, this is how you grocery shop in a wheelchair, it's like, hey, come with me grocery shopping. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, things like that kind of draw people's different attention. So I was like, you know, this is how you get a haircut in a wheelchair versus join me as I go get fresh for the weekend. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So little things like, so I just started making it more of like a lifestyle channel. So where my following started growing, the people watching my videos. So I wanted to cater to everybody and not just make it like pertaining just specifically wheelchair based. You know what I mean? So I'm a, obviously I'm already in a wheelchair. You watch my video. I'm getting around in a wheelchair. So let's make it universal for everybody. So everybody can enjoy it. So uh, that that's how behind the chair came about. And it's, it's been doing good. Uh, I, I actually got into like modeling and acting and things like that. So I really haven't been able to focus too much on the channel at the moment yeah. uh, with everything else going on. But but that's how behind the chair kind of got started. That's yeah. That and uh, when how much how long after your accident did you start uh, start doing the the channel and um, focusing on that? So about I've been injured this October be seven years. So six years. Uh, people always told me like, hey, you should, because I've always, what I'm doing on like the channel is what I would do like on my Instagram stories. And people would always be like, bro, you should make like a YouTube channel. Like, you know, people message me all the time. Your video, I love your videos. You should make them longer and put them on YouTube. But it was never really something I wanted to do because I worked, the, I worked a regular job, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week. So I never really just wanted to like record my whole life and, and do all that. It, it was always a lot of work, you know, so. I never really did it. It wasn't until I decided that I felt like I owed more to the world and to the people that I was going to quit my engineering job and focus on my YouTube channel. Is So that's kind of where I was like, all right, I'm going to focus more on the behind the chair thing because it started to grow pretty fast at that moment. Um, so that's 
that's uh that's when it got started so yeah but i've been vlogging just like on my stories and things like that you know for the past four or five years but i just never took it to that to that next level yeah so yeah and i know you guys have some some cool merch and stuff too available uh on the website for that um what, what is the what's the behind the chair website so my website is actually the anthony sanchez.com t-h-e anthony sanchez.com you go there, you can see a little bit about my story, kind of a little bit what we talked about here. And if you scroll down to the bottom, it has a link to the store. Uh, you just click that link and it'll take you right to the store. Everything's there. So merch is there, men's, women's, kids. I got koozies on there. Uh, I got uh, towels for when you're in the gym. I mean, we got everything. We got a little bit of everything. Yeah, you got to let me know when those uh, hoodies are back in stock, man. Is there yeah, but yeah, yeah. So probably, probably October, them hoodie, I'll have the hoodies on. As a matter of fact, when they come out, bro, I got one on the house for you, bro. Oh, you know, man. So. I appreciate it, bro. I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah, that's very, very nice of you. I appreciate it. Um, and, oh, the other thing about that I want to talk about is the, if uh, the slogan, if, if Ant can, I can. Yeah. Uh, where, yeah. Did, where did that come from? That's a cool That's a cool way to say things, man. Where did yeah, that so, come from? so a lot of stuff comes from the people, man. Um, I was on Facebook Live. And uh, my Facebook following is like really just like family and friends. And I was on Facebook Live and I was still working at the time. And I got on Facebook Live and I was at the barbershop getting a haircut. And I was in there waiting. And someone was like, is there anything you don't do? Like, you know, you're, you take care of your daughter. Because like I said, I post little videos and stuff. Like it wasn't no YouTube. It was just, you know, just my daily stuff. Like you with your daughter, you take her to Chuck E. Cheese you work, you're at the barbershop now, like, there's, there's, the person was like, did someone drive, like, drive you, or, like, or do you drive yourself, and I'll, I'm talking, I'm reading the comments, talking back, I'm like, nah, I drive myself, you know, they're like, man, is there nothing you can't do, I was like, I, I can't walk yet, I was like, but other than that, I think I've pretty much been able to do everything, and someone on the comments was like, if Ant can, I can, if he can do, go to work, and take care of his daughter, and still get fresh for the weekends, then I can do it too, Someone said that, and I was like, man, hey, I was like, hey, that's good. I like that. And then someone said ACIC, like one of my other friends, and there was like ACIC, if Ant can, I can. I was like, hey, that's right, y'all. If I could do it, y'all could do it. If Ant can, I can. And it took off from there, man. People would comment on my pictures, Ant can, I can. They'll see me out at the park working out, like doing laps at the park, if Ant can, I can. So it kind of just took off, man, and I, people were like, you should put that on the shirt. So I had asked my Instagram story, like, hey, would y'all like the Ant Can I Can shirt? Let me know and I'll, I'll get some made. I had like over like 60 people on the first day, like, yeah, I want one. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, send me 20 bucks and uh, I'll have them. I'll have them here within a week or two. So everyone, people were sending me $20 and I was shipping them. I, I was surprised because I was shipping shirts outside of Fort Worth. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. So I was shipping stuff to like California, Delaware, like Ohio. I was like, what? Like, this is crazy. Just people following me. Yeah. Yeah. New York. You know, I even had people wanting me to send them like overseas. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy. And I was like, man, let me find out if I can even do that. Because I didn't know anything about shipping or anything at that time. I, was, I thought I thought it was going to be like five, six people where I can just drop them off myself, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I had to figure all that shipping stuff and all that out on my own. But. We figured it out, man, and it's just been taken off, man. It's a blessing, you know. It's a blessing from God to be able to to do this. Absolutely, now that that's amazing, man. It's amazing how the, the wide reach that you have. So, yeah, uh, 
you know, I wanted to, to get into the, the acting and modeling thing and how that, how did that come about for you? So again, I, uh, so, you know, back in 2020, early 2020, when, when the pandemic started, uh, TikTok was a huge, like, thing for people, you know, everyone was downloading TikTok, everyone was getting on TikTok. So um, I made it, well, my, actually, I didn't even want to get on TikTok. My cousin, he made a TikTok for me. And he was like, well, I'll make you one, just send me pictures and stuff. Because I, I originally, I thought TikTok was like a dancing, singing um, app. I didn't know it, it was what it is now, you know, so he made me one. I would just send them videos of me working out, just pictures of me and things like that. And within like two, three weeks, he was like, hey, you're at like 10,000 followers on TikTok. And I'm, I'm like, what? And I hadn't even made no videos on TikTok. These were all just pictures and previous videos that I put like on my Instagram story um, that he was just putting on TikTok. So he was like, hey, I think it's time. Maybe you should, you know, take control of it and like do trends and stuff that they're doing on TikTok. So I was like, OK. So I started doing it. And uh, one of the trends was the Vogue the Vogue magazine challenge. So basically you just put a picture of yourself with the Vogue magazine cover, right? And then you just post a couple pictures and use a sound. So I did it, but I was like, I don't know what to put on the caption. Like what do I put on the caption? So I just put, always wanted to be a wheelchair model. And I put it on there and like within a couple of days, it had like a hundred thousand views. And I had a couple of people um, in my messages on Instagram who followed me because it did so good. That was my first video that I did like crazy. Like I was like, oh, wow, I was blown away. I put it on my on my Instagram and a couple of people on Instagram had DM me and were like, hey, I'm with this modeling agency. Like I sent them the video like they want to meet you. They think you're you know, you got a lot of good potential. Uh, and I even showed them your, your like your YouTube channel. So they like to meet you. I had like three modeling agencies that they wanted to meet me from that video. So uh, one girl actually followed me and she was signed with the agency. So I went to that one first because I just felt comfortable. I didn't know anyone and that she was with the agency. So I was like, well, if I, if I need to know any information, she can give me information on it. So I went with the agency that she had referred me to and I met up with the, with the agent and we talked and he was like, I want to sign you. And I was like, all right, well, what do I do? He's like, you don't need to do anything. We'll do everything for you. Like, we'll set up your profiles. We'll set up everything. Uh, we'll send you emails on what you need to do. And I'm like, okay. So I had no idea, bro. Like, it was never anything. Modeling and acting was never anything I wanted to do. I mean, even though people had always told me, like, you should be a model. You know, your pictures are great. Uh, it was never nothing I really I wanted to do, like, as a career. And it's crazy because now this is the first time in my life where this is something that I want to do as a career because it's, I've been so natural to it you know, I go on set and like, they love me. Like you get treated like a king when you're on set. It's just, it's a whole different vibe, man. And it's just like, man, this is something that I really want to pursue because I feel like I'm really good at it, you know? And then being in a wheelchair, it can help break down. I know I'm not the only one, you know, who does this. I mean, there's people who've done like Netflix movies and big stuff, but to help bring awareness and break down barriers and show people in chairs and people not in chairs, like, you could just be just as good as whoever, even if you're in a wheelchair, you don't have to be looked at differently. So, you know, when I go to set, I'm the only one in a wheelchair. And the crazy thing about it, and I tell people this all the time, when I get requested to do an audition, they're not asking for male in wheelchair. It's saying like, looking for male, 25 to 35, you know, trendy look. It doesn't say anything about looking for male in wheelchair. So I have, I'm going up against able-bodied people 
you know, when I get on set, I'm the only person in the wheelchair there. And when I talk to the producers, they're like, yeah, we weren't looking for anyone in the chair, but we saw your, you know, your audition tape and you killed it, man. Like you, your smile, you know, your personality, like you, like we couldn't ignore it. So I was like, that's what's up. So to be able to do that and show that you don't have to be able to walk to be great at anything, you know, it's been a blessing for me to do. And it's something that I do want to just continue to keep pursuing because I feel like this is my, this is my lane. You know what I mean? Some people have bodybuilding. Some people have, you know, um, our nails and makeup and, you know, haircut. Like for me, I feel like this is my lane, like the acting and modeling. It just comes so naturally to me. So I, I just think this is where I belong. And it's crazy how it works because I never even wanted to do it. That's funny, man. Hey, so have you booked anything that, that we would know yet or something? Uh, I mean, I book, I book. I, so right now, like I do a lot of commercial acting, uh, commercial stuff. Uh, commercial modeling so I just did something for Foster Grant uh, which is an eyeglass company I did something for Dell I actually did two two things for Dell uh, I'm waiting for a callback which hopefully I get it tomorrow it's for Spectrum which is like an internet service uh, phone and internet service so I did something for a grocery store called Giant Grocery it's like an east coast based grocery store I've done like nine or ten things already bro so some stuff will probably yes some stuff is TV some stuff is a social media campaign. I mean, I don't know what they do with it, but I told my agent, you just line them up for me and I'll knock them down and I'll get, I'll, I'll get them booked up. So it's been a blessing, man. I can't, I can't complain. I love it, man. I love it. And then I know you're a brand ambassador for, for a couple of companies, uh, you know, yeah. talk about those, uh, who those companies are and, and kind of okay. what, what you do with them. Yeah, so I'm a brand ambassador for Ariat, which is a Western wear company. Um, they actually reached out to me from Instagram. Uh, I guess one of my hashtags or something, because I, I was in my cowboy boots and my vest and my cowboy hat. And they, uh, they actually reached out to me and said they were working on a boot with a zipper that was made for people with disabilities or lower leg complications. So uh, they sent me a DM. I gave them my email. The PR manager uh, emailed me. Uh, told me they sent me a couple pictures I had to sign like a non-disclosure at the time this was this was about the beginning of this year and they sent me a picture and a video of this boot with a zipper and said that if it would be okay if they sent me a pair I could try it on and uh, give them some feedback so they sent me the boot I tried it on and um, it was amazing man it was easy just zipped it up put it on and um, I told my one of my good friends like hey let, they want me to send some pictures and a little video of me trying it on. So we went ahead and made like a commercial style video. You know what I mean? And they were like, oh my God, we're blown away. Like we wanna we wanna assign you to our company, like make you an ambassador for our company. Um, we'll give you, you no know, discounted uh, product. We'll send you pack care packages of clothes. Uh, we'll give you a code. So I did that. And then me being in the gym, um, C4, which is a very big company, uh, reached out to me and were like, hey, we'd love to like, make you an ambassador for the company, uh, send you product, just, they saw my transformation stuff and, you know, they were blown away by it. And I was like, Hey, let's do it. Like, you know, so let's do it. So I'm with C4 and, and are, are, is uh, C4, they, they're an energy drink, right? Or do yeah. They, they make pre-work, they make pre-workouts, uh, BCAA. It's a fitness, it's a fitness company. Okay. And it's crazy. Cause I used to use C4 products even before, like they even reached out to me to, to do all that stuff. So it's cool to be able to like to be using a product and then being part of, you know, 
uh, the business or the company now knowing that my hard work and what I've done is like brought me to, you know, brought me to them. So that's pretty, it's pretty dope. No, that's cool, man. Especially companies that you would use anyway, you know, that, that, or, or that you didn't right. use before you actually started being a, a brand ambassador. Right, right. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, I did read, I only have a couple questions left for you here, bro, and I'll let you get going, man. I know I appreciate you taking some time out of your day for sure. Uh, but no, I, it's all good, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I read on the website that you're um, a Christopher Reeves Foundation mentor as well. Yeah. How did yeah, that yeah. how did that come about for you? So man, so that's crazy because uh a therapist who helped me back when I was at uh Baylor after I injured myself, she ended up following me on Instagram and she works for a company called New Motion now. And uh I went to one of the abilities expos and she introduced me to like the main guy in Texas for the Christopher Reeve Foundation. And uh, I just talked with him and he was asking me a little bit about, you know, like what I did. I, I worked at the time, you know, so he's like, do you work? I was like, yeah. He's like, do you have any kids? I was like, yeah. He's like, um, what about relationship? I was like, I mean, I've dated here and there, nothing serious. But I mean, he goes, you're perfect. Like, we need someone like you to talk to, you know, newly injured people because their number one questions are, can they still be a father or, you know, a mother? Can they still work and can they still date? So he's like, you'll be perfect for the Christopher Reeves program. So uh, he sent me a link and it was like a Zoom call um, with uh, some of the other people who worked for Christopher Reeves Foundation. We did that. And then next thing you know, they sent me a badge and a whole bunch of like packet information about being an official mentor. So I've actually, I've actually mentored, I wanna say six or seven people. And there's a lot more that, um, that I've had to turn down just because of the bad timing. Uh, yeah. with me not being able because you have to you have to be able to either go to the hospital or talk to them and sometimes you know I'll be out of town with work so I can't go or sometimes I'll just be too busy because it's it's not just something where you just text and they're like hey how you doing it's a consistent thing and it's a great program uh, being able to help newly injured people but uh, I probably could have had a lot more you know peers uh, to mentor but I just haven't really had the time so there's a but there's a lot of great other mentors out there so um, but that's how that's how I got involved in that. Oh, that's cool, man. That's noble, noble work doing stuff like that for sure. It's great, man. I, I love it, man. Like I said, I wish, I wish that my time was just dedicated to that only and I'd be able to do a lot more, you know, but being everywhere, it's hard to balance everything around, you know, because like I said, I'd hate to pick a mentor uh, and mentor someone and not have the time to go visit them and talk to them and give them like the, the true attention that they, that they should get, you know? No, yeah, I, I completely understand. Uh, yeah. So Anthony, kind of last question here, man, what, um, you know, what are you hoping to do in the next, you know, like, what are your goals like moving forward here? Like next five, 10 years, like where, where you, where you want to be at? So my goal for, for the next five or 10 years, like I, like I said earlier, uh, I want to be at like on a big screen movie, whether it's a, a Netflix film, an Amazon film, some type of big screen uh, movie, like that's my goal now, like being on a movie or something big um, to break down more barriers and, and you know, more stuff and, and bring more awareness to people with spinal cord injuries. That's my, that's my biggest thing. And then other than that, my second thing is something I want to do is I want to start like a nonprofit uh, and give back to my city for people who suffer uh, spinal cord injuries or amputees. Uh, I've, I've been where there's no ramps, you know, there's no ramps. Uh, they have, I have to find out how I'm going to get in places. So 
if I can help someone's someone at their home, build a ramp for them, open up doors for them, that's something that I want to do. You know, I want to start like a big nonprofit and get back to, you know, to my city. Uh, that's cool, man. That's very cool. Well, you know, Anthony Sanchez, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me. Oh, I appreciate quick. you, man. Yeah, yes, sir. and tell everybody where they can uh, get in touch with you on, on social media and whatnot. Yeah, so so you can add me on Instagram at Wheelchair Poppy. That's Wheelchair, P-A-P-I. You can also add me at the same tag on uh, TikTok and then on Facebook, uh, Anthony Sanchez. And I'm from Forward, Texas, so I think it makes it easier if you put, like, the location on there. Okay. And then uh, one more time, what was the website again? The website is theanthonysanchez.com, T H E. Anthony, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, Sanchez, S-A-N-C-H-E-Z.com. All right, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll connect. I'll, I'll, I'll tag all that stuff in the, in the podcast when we post it too. But, hey, brother, thank you so much, man. I, I can't, you know. It's, I appreciate it's it, man. Thank you. coming, bro, but uh, I'm glad we finally yeah, made this happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you for your time, bro. Stay blessed and let me know. Uh, send me your shipping address so I can get you over that hoodie, uh, uh, around October. October is oh, yeah. usually when the hoodie season starts. So I appreciate it, man. I got you, man. Thank you so much. All right, bro. Yes, sir. Have a blessed one, bro. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. All right. That was Anthony Sanchez. I, I really appreciate him joining me on the show. Brandon, if anybody has ever been annoyed with me, like contacting them relentlessly, it was Anthony. But he was still hey. super cool, man. Like he didn't, I mean, he didn't care, but I was, uh, I really was like, bro, I'm like, I was, I've been messaging him for, for months and we just like weren't able to connect yeah. on uh, at the right time. And, you know, it all worked out. Well, though, what so. did, you know, what was the saying like squeaky wheel gets the oil? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, man, me being annoying to people is, uh, it's worked. He's like, fine, I'll fucking do your podcast, no, he, bro. he was super <laughs> cool about it, man. It was just, you know, it worked out at the right time for both of us. So, um, yeah, I definitely, definitely appreciate him. I, I love his, uh, he's got a, a, I guess, like, the, you know, he makes clothing and stuff for this, for a company called Behind the Chair Anthony Sanchez, or A. San, sorry, Behind the Chair A. Sanchez. And they got really cool hoodies and stickers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, he got their put, merch. We need to yeah, get our merch. Man. I know we need to get our merch up. Um, but yeah, he and he saves gonna send me out a sweatshirt uh, when when because uh, sweatshirts are out of stock right now, but they're very cool, man. So dude, everything's out of stock. I know it's true, man. Everything. I seen that uh, freaking like like restaurants are just closing down because they can't get food now. Yeah, I heard like, freaking the, uh, Eastside Big Toms, man. I, said, I was just gonna say Big, Big Dairy Toms, Queen off that. of some Dairy Queen was closed. Dairy yeah. Queen's closed. What Bro. the hell, man? This stuff's wild out here. It's crazy times, man. So, um, how, so you you listened to the whole podcast, the last podcast. Yeah. Um, how did your wife listen to the podcast? Because I, I, I said know. that. Uh, I said that I think she made up, or she tried to say that uh, you guys didn't name Ryder after me, but I said you did. Oh, Giovanni? Yeah. Yeah, man. So I no, she. I uh, take credit for it. I know she, she tries to uh, say it was her uncle or grandpa or something. Get the, get out of here, bro. I told her it was it was both. Has Ryder even met this dude? No, he hasn't. He's dead, bro. Okay, with that point. <laughs> <laughs> point, bro. Point, counterpoint. Well, Got we you. all, we, I guess, uh, baby number four Huxley, man, wasn't called Jerome. No, I told me, man. I, I actually, t- I was trying to get Matt to name, uh, Matt to name the baby Jeremy. 
And uh, that's messed up that he didn't. He wasn't. They want to go it. with something super cool and trendy. Well, and then I, uh, I told him though. I did tell lame. him I'm still calling him Baby J. So <laughs> I will see what happens. I don't know how mad. What I'm was getting. it? Oh, Oliver. Huxley, Oliver. Yeah. So yeah, man. So we're, uh, you know, I'm happy, happy with uh, that. Riders healthy and and back home like that's so good glad baby huxley's here oh yeah man i'm just happy to be back on the podcast man i feel uh i feel a little bit um weird man not being in on it for so long i know it's been a been a little minute here but uh we got you back you were on episode 100 yeah so episode 100 and 101 and 101 yeah you only missed a couple weeks here yeah so yeah we were able to work around your other i know you had some uh, out of town weeks so we were able to work around that but uh yeah man so do you want to talk about anything else that you're going to be doing soon or i'm trying to not do anything man okay i'm thinking we're just gonna try to relax a little procedure you're about to go through you want to discuss that or no? I think we can talk about that. We'll talk about that on the next episode. Um, but yeah, weeks. before I probably next week while I'm, then I'm gonna be out for yeah. a little bit. We okay. can we can tease you with a little of that yeah. right now. Stay tuned to to find out what Brandon's doing. It's very uh, very noble what he's about to uh, do. Man, so. I wouldn't say all that, man. I would. Anyways, we'll let you. That. We'll let you decide. But anyway, thank you again to, to Anthony Sanchez. Uh, you know, all happy Brandon that uh, that Ryder's home and safe and happy, bro. It's uh, you know, life's Thanks, uh, life's life's precious. Uh, precious for sure. It's short. And we gotta you know, hug your loved ones. Yeah. and uh, Be thankful. We'll talk to you next week.